Well, 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 it's that time again. Another episode of At Joel Cupcake Unedited. That's your boy, me, Joel Cupcake, and I'm unedited, like it says up there in the corner of the screen. Anyways, got the headset on. You know what that means. Time for a guest. This one will be sweet. This one might be too sweet. Not 100% sure. But before I get to that, uh, a couple cool things just figured I'd share with you guys. Uh, if you didn't see my Facebook post, Rosario Dawson is the first person to be you know, added to season two of The Mandalorian. Uh, the second person is, I'm not even going to try to say his name because I'll slaughter it, but the original actor that played Boba Fett, and, uh, well, Jango Fett, you know what I mean, in the prequel Star Wars movies is going to be in season two, hopefully as Boba Fett. Uh, for sure, as Boba Fett, Disney said, and also hopefully as Captain Rex. So let's do that. Uh, Drain put out California Cursed. Check out that record. Um, if you're a local person, uh, you lose. Put out new music. And um, Goldview put out a new song. And I forget the third band. But you can, you can see all that on my Twitter feed. I share all that nonsense. So anyways, on to today's episode. We are, I believe this is episode 15. I hope I'm correcting that number. Who knows? Who cares? Um, I'm your boy, Agile Cupcake. And today's episode is with a good friend of mine, William Quintana. Willie Q, how are we doing, my man? Good, good. Just got off work and uh, ready to talk to you for hours on end. Oh, no, no, not hours. <laughs> not hours. Uh, you know, um, hopefully it won't be an hour. I end up talking too much and I have guests that I enjoy way too much and uh, just kind of ends up going like that. So, uh, with a Q, um, you are here today, my man. Everybody, I know with a Q, we're in uh, the infamous EJ Shannon group chat together. Um, with a Q used to be in a sick metalcore band. Uh, you were, it was pronounced a Shilas, right? Yep, a Shilas. Yes, a Shilas. Some of you may have seen them, some of you may have not. Uh, with a Q played bass for a band that never did anything called Zero that was heavy and sick as fuck. <laughs> and uh, he made some appearances on Warp Tour. And like some of you know him from throughout the music industry, he also was a long, long, long time concert promoter on the Pacific Northwest, um, almost as long as me, but uh, he no longer does that. Um, now, Willie is a wrestling promoter. So, Willie, tell us about your company. Let's start with that. Uh, Prestige Wrestling was started in like 2017, and we were running primarily in Hermiston. And I mean, kind of the goal, it's the same goal that you had with your, your concerts, I feel, just to not just run one market, to take over every market in your region was kind of the goal, because nobody was doing that. Yeah, takeover is the wrong word, but yes, no, <laughs> that I mean, makes me I, sound all diabolical and shit. On my end, it's a little more diabolical, because I think a lot of people were doing really bad wrestling, and I was well, just sick of seeing yeah. really bad wrestling. I mean, it's the equivalent of like, you know, you, you want to go in and help a scene. Yeah, yeah. You want to yeah. do it the best and absolute best. And if somebody's not doing it up to par, they need to leave. Like they're not helping the scene. They're just wasting people's time. You're hundred percent right, my friend. <laughs> I agree completely. Well, that's cool. So um yeah, so this episode I want to cover a little bit about you and then we'll go into like you know, the rest of the stuff I want to talk about. So like, you know, I already said what bands you're in and some of that. Like just hit us with like Couple minutes. Give me the backstory. Give me like, give me Willie Q. Like getting into music, getting into wrestling, and, All then, right. sw and then switching. You know, doing the music industry thing, realizing it fucking sucks, and then doing wrestling. Like, give well, me with it. 
here's the deepest cut and the biggest reveal of this ever. Uh, I, I shaved my head for the, <laughs> for the first time in my life recently. I've never oh, had a shaved damn. head before. <laughs> you're the only, you're the only person that's seen it outside of people I know. Anyways, uh, <laughs> you saw it here first. Everybody. Right. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's the deepest cut of this whole podcast interview okay, thing. All right. But, all right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I started booking concerts when I was 12, maybe 13. And okay. it was just because there was no good music within, I mean, there was music like 45 minutes away, but nothing like a 13 year old could accessibly get to 45 yeah. minutes as far yeah. when you're 13. So Correct. I just booked like bullshit shows for a while. Um, Daniel Defonce yelled at me a bunch, uh, you know how it goes. And then I, I finally, like, you know how long it can take to make money. Um, oh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't start making real money until I started doing those hip hop shows a few years ago. But by that oh, point, okay. I, was just, I was burnt out on music. So I decided to stop and go do yeah. wrestling. Word, um, word. And when did you start watching wrestling? When did your love of that grow? And how did you realize, like, I want to be a fucking wrestling promoter? Um, I started watching wrestling, I'd say in 1998. So I would have been like, I would have been like five or six, I think. Um, the good years, the good years. Yeah. And then I, I wanted to be a wrestler when I was little, but when you grow up and you end up being just like a fat dude, that's out of shape, you're like, well, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll Preach. be a promoter. <laughs> Preach. Preach. <Yeah>. Preach. <laughs> so that, that, I mean, that, that's the route you have to go. You know, I can't be yeah. in bands or anything now. I'm too out of shape. Like, yeah. so I'll just promote things. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I'm just, uh, I like to say that I'm musically challenged. Like I can tell if a band's good, but like, yeah. I, I mean, I tried to take classes in high school. I couldn't figure out how to read music. I could like, it was hard for me to play and keep rhythm. Like I can't multitask very well. You know what I mean? Like I can, but like, not like, I don't know. I have good hand-eye coordination because of like video games and stuff, but just like some of it, I don't know. Like when I was young, I just couldn't grasp how to learn music. Isn't it insane how many people in the music industry don't play any instruments? Yes. <laughs> like all it the really time. Is. And it's like, it's like, you know, and then like when Dan starts talking about how he used to be in a band and he plays guitar, I'm almost like, I like almost forget. Like I'm almost surprised. I'm like, no dude, you're an agent. Shut up, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, it, well, it, it, it's because people like, like people like him and I, like I'm not exceptionally talented at guitar or anything. I can play guitar well. Like I, I can play any song I want to learn. Usually, I can't yeah. sweep. I assume Dan's probably the same way. It's like he, we are much more talented at something else. So it's like, why not thrive at that as opposed to, you know, just try to make it in a band. Like we can have yeah. band as our fun thing, and then whatever as our job. Ooh, I like that. That's that's a fair point. <laughs> that is a fair point. Well, that's awesome, man. So, like, Prestige has done some big things, like, over the last couple of years. You know, I've been watching, like, I would say, in my opinion, you don't have to respond, um, that you're probably the second biggest wrestling promotion in the Northwest. Um, was that, is that fair? Yeah. I, I mean, I mean I, I'm an outsider, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, to I, me, I, to I, me, as far as, like, who I see getting the rising stars or the old stars of yesterday and like promoting well and staying in business, you know, I see you guys and I see defy. I know, you know probably the I mean? most talked about are us and defy for sure. Yeah. Um, but defy, 
uh, one of their owners, Matt Farmer, I'm, I'm friends with him. They, he's been in the wrestling business for like 20 years, you know? Oh, so it, it, it's the probably more than that. I don't know a lot about it, but I, I know he, he has a lot of ins. And he's very, I mean, he's very good at what he does. He's been doing a lot longer than me. It'd be the equivalent of, you know, someone trying to get into booking. And they're doing well, but you're always going to have that leg up because you've been doing it forever. Like You know okay. everybody, yeah. and you know how to do it well, like, without question. Um, yeah, for sure. So, so yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it, us and Defy, I'd say. There, there's a few other good ones, but. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, dude, you guys have had, like, WWE stars, well, past WWE stars. You've had a few stars before they've signed to, like, NXT and AEW. You've had some talent from, like, Ring of Honor. I think you've had a few Lucha Libre stars as well, right? Like, I give, I give someone their their first match uh, ever, and he's in New Japan now. Oh, see, exactly. So, like, so, like, that's one of the cool things. Like, and that's one of my biggest regrets, too. Like, someone like him, I was so young in the business, I didn't know how to utilize someone like him. Yeah. And, but, but it's like, it, it would have been hard for a lot of people to utilize that because he was so young that he got, he got signed a year into his entire wrestling career. Like a year oh, and a half wow. after training, he was signed by New Japan. So. That's so sick, though. That's so yeah. rad. That's so rad. And then, like, yeah, I know, like, we're mutual friends with uh, my boy, Zicky Dice, mm-hmm. you know, who's now killing it over his NWA television champ. And, you know, we have a few other mutual friends from that sector of the world. But um, I, I brought you on today, you know, like, all my guests have been musical in nature or come from that world or whatever. And, you know, like, you switch from being a concert promoter to a wrestling promoter and also doing like the band thing and being in the, in the biz, you know, like I was wondering if maybe you could hit us with like, I'm sure there's some like correlations and obviously some big differences, but like, what are like some similarities and like, how does like your, how did your knowledge of being a, a concert promoter, like help you in the wrestling biz? Dude, it was just as simple as like, it, 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 People, people in the wrestling business, I don't think we're utilizing like Facebook ads enough. Yeah. Like even wrestlers don't utilize ads enough. I don't know why wrestlers aren't setting up their own athlete pages and then running sponsors ads. Like let's say, let's say you're a wrestler that does crazy dives or something, or you do crazy hardcore spots. If yeah. you if you ran just a simple clip of you doing your insane dive and threw a hundred dollar advertising budget behind it. Even the most casual people are going to be like, did that dude just do a backflip off a balcony and watch it, and it's going to get you publicity? Yeah, and, exactly. And that's one of the ways that I, I transferred over and applied it. I was like, I, I would go to wrestling shows, and local wrestling companies wouldn't have merchandise. And I'm like, why don't you have merchandise? And they wouldn't have like good logos, and they wouldn't have banners everywhere and branding. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? So that, that's what I applied. That's one of the things that like I really started to clue in on when I was in Zero. Zero, even though we were the band that did nothing, was the only band that I ever made like money on. Like right off the bat, it was like I knew locally I could probably ask for two hundred dollars for just a, a brand new band, you know, because people were hyped on us. But our merch store was just merch was flying. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it it was just like just the promotional side of it is all literally exactly the same. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, you you still do a little bit more like physical, like flyering with the wrestling stuff, right? Like, do do you even do, or do is all your ads and everything you do like online? Is that all digital? When we're really busy, I can't physically flyer just because yeah. there's too much going on. Like, like last year we had three shows in May, which for wrestling is a lot. For how that like, is a lot, yeah. How yeah, so those I couldn't because it would have been like flyer Portland, then flyer Hermes, then flyer Spokane. Those are all to spread way apart. Mm-hmm. But when 
when there's locally or there's time, I like to physically fly her because it's one of those things that like, there, there's so many people that haven't watched wrestling in years, but if I have wrestling and they're in their local town, they might be like, Oh, I'll go watch wrestling. Night. Yeah. Like well, and you, you, yeah. You guys don't do like an insane ticket price, even though like, I, like I love your business model. You have, like you said, you have a great logo, you have merch, you have the branding on point. You're presented well, you're pretty easy to find on social media, like, but you have pretty big stars and you keep like a very mild ticket ticket price you know what i mean like in comparison to like other stuff you know what i mean compared to everyone regionally though like us and defy are far more expensive than everyone else a lot of people are doing 10 but everybody else is still in like bingo halls and stuff and you have like real productions you know Mm -hmm. you have curtains you do the banners you do the ads you're flying international talent in you know what i mean like you're not to dis if anybody from any of those companies watches this, I'm not trying to throw any shade, of course. Yeah, it's just but different. Like, it's a different world. It's it's the difference between somebody that's promoting their bands that are their friends and somebody that wants to make it a job and a career. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. And so, well, so that, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, like, what are some things that are different from being a promoter, like, you know, being in the, in the music biz to the wrestling biz? Like, dude, wrestlers wrestlers think travel is so fucking grueling and they do not even understand man they will tell me they'll be like dude i just had to drive two and a half hours (laughs) i'm just like i did a tour where we played 45 shows in a row without a day off and i drove seven and a half hours every single night like If, if not more yeah, and any anybody that's been in the music industry and the wrestling business knows for travel and stuff like that, the music business is far more grueling. And it, it's more grueling in a lot of different yeah. ways in the sense that you're playing every single night. When you're wrestling, sure, you're taking a lot of bumps, but like you're in shape and you're accustomed to that. A dude, a dude like me and you, we <laughs> we can't travel for 45 straight, days straight and no, sleep in bands. We, we, we would feel miserable, yeah. So that's well, I mean, I was able things. to do it, but I was... Yeah, it was soft. You know, alcohol, like, sometimes alcohol, soft. alcohol helped a lot. Yeah, being straight edge, I just had to freaking just yeah, you cry. Just fucking, you were just fucking miserable, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, guys like Zicky Dice, him and I have talked about that. And then like uh, Kenny Lush was in the band Dagger Mouth. He was our first champ. Um, oh, cool. Him oh, and I didn't I, realize that that's the same person. That's tight. Yeah, yeah, he was in Dagger. And that's like crazy to me to think about too. That's why that's why I made him our first champ, just because I knew like he came from hardcore. So I was like... Stu's probably not going to screw me over, you know? It's like he hopefully yeah. has that hardcore and punk ethics. Um, yeah. And that was cool to, like, do Daggermouth. They had to have influenced or helped bands, like, you know, set your goals and, like, a day to remember and stuff. Because Daggermouth was doing it in 2003. They, like, pretty much invented yeah. Easy Core. Oh, yeah, that's, I mean, I'll always love and respect that band. Like, that's, a, ooh, Daggermouth, man, that's a band I'll fucking miss, dude. Like, Every, they come back every couple of years, play a couple of West Coast shows, and it's just like so rad. Ken, Ken, Kenny texted me today actually because I, I had announced the uh, the canceling of all of our shows in 2020, and he had announced that, or he had said like Daggermouth only runs periodically and does shows periodically, but like taking that break is what keeps him wanting to do it. Because if you just keep hitting the pavement, like when you're our age, you get burnt out. Oh yeah. So he he's oh, like, yeah. dude. You're, he told me he's like, you're gonna come back way more inspired. And I was like, yeah, I know that. Like, yeah. You know, taking this eight months off, I'm gonna be ready to kill it when I come back. Yeah. Well, what, yeah. So let's talk about that. So like, you had to take, you know, you just uh, you actually announced it today, the day we're filming this episode, that mm-hmm. you you were canceling everything for the rest of the year, even if the shelter in place gets lifted, and you in theory could be running events. You're taking the precautionary safe step 
to just cancel, right? Straight up? Yeah, cancel and then just promise people we'll be back whenever we can, you know? Um, WrestleMania weekend, we were the first company to cancel as well. Uh, and that was put on, like, wrestling news sites. Like, everybody was like, well, maybe we'll try. And I was like, dude, it's not happening. Like, we were the first company, WrestleMania weekend, to cancel our show. Yeah. And then we're the first company over here to be like, dude, we're not running at all until 2021. Like, because yeah. even if it, it, we're businessmen, we get it. Even if we're allowed to come back, people are going to be so weary to spend their money. Like, well, it's going to take money, a while. And then it's like, you know, I, I mean, I've talked to plenty of agents that I disagree with that are, you know, some agree and some disagree. But, like, things are not going to go back to normal. And, like, just because people can go out in groups doesn't mean they're going to. Like, not everyone's going to want to. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I posted a poll a couple weeks ago on Facebook that was like, how does everybody feel about what's going on? And people were like, yeah, I miss concerts, but, like, I live with my mom. Or, you know, I see my grandma three times a week, and she's at a health risk. So, like, I wouldn't be going even if I could because on the rare chance I get it, I give it to her, and she dies. Like, I'm going to feel fucking like a terrible human being. Dude, and because because of how much stuff's changing, I think people are going to be fearful that it's just going to get canceled and postponed again. Like, yes. even if they're like, yeah, we can go back to normal, and then the show's two months from now, they're fearful a month from now, more outbreaks are going to happen, and everything's going to get canceled. Yeah. So it, it's going it's to take a bit. Well, and then plus, like, you fly wrestlers in from all over the world and mm -hmm. the other states, and they all have different travel bans. They all have different restrictions. They all, you, you know, you don't know. You, you have no no health control over any of these, these situations, you know what I mean? So like, shit's just, shit's just wild, man. Well, like, <laughs> well, like, so, you know, you, you didn't think the other promoters were doing well in the area or, you know, could have been more accessible or whatever. And you guys started prestige. So like, where did you come up with the name from that? You know, I know you got a couple of business partners. You don't need to talk about them, but just like, how does one go about doing that? Like that's, it's, it's not like, you know, being a concert promoter. Oh, you go buy a PA, spend 800 bucks and you can find a room and you can start doing shows like wrestling. Like you guys have licenses and you have all this other shit you have to deal with. Right. Yeah. I was driving back. What happened is I was driving back from the Oregon coast, which is like an eight hour drive. And I was just scrolling through Craigslist and I saw there was, there was a wrestling ring for sale. And that's what made me just decide, like, I'm going to start a wrestling company. And then I called people I knew and asked if they wanted to put in money. And one of those original business partners isn't with the company anymore because he didn't want to hold his end. And we, we like forced him out of the company pretty much. He's not happy about it, but it's like, you know how much me and Anthony are in, in right now and how hard we yeah. don't work. The other guy didn't. So now we have three partners and it's like, yeah, we got to get like, we got to get like surety bonds and insurance and, and promoters licenses and all that. And it's just, it's a real headache. Um, yeah. in the, in the state of Washington, we're a wrestling school in Oregon. We're, we're an actual promoter and it's like, it changes everywhere, man. I, I, in California, you and I were talking about doing shows. There's no commission there. So it's just like, yeah, we literally. Just, we can just roll up and do whatever we want. Like, Yeah, literally three states so close to each other. It all is different in every state. <laughs> which makes no sense to me. But, I mean, it is what it is. Well, that, that's that's tight, man. I mean, like, so, like, you know, let's, let's talk about, like, how did you guys come up with that name, first of all? Hmm. Um... I don't know. I mean, I knew people were going to make Step Brothers references when I came up with it, but like, if people are replying to your stuff, it does it, it's good. Like, it doesn't matter, yeah. you know. There's no such thing as bad press, just straight yeah. up. Yeah. So, like, when we, as soon as we put it up, everyone's like, "Proceed worldwide." I'm like, "Okay, I don't care." It just sounded good. I couldn't find anyone that had actually made any moves under that name, so I was like, "Yeah, that sounds good." Um, we were originally called Prestige Championship Wrestling, but then we were uh, sent a cease and desist from another company. 
to change our name because they had the initials for PCW trademarked. Ah, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, they were pretty cool about it. I mean, they weren't like dicks or anything. I, I get why they would want to do it. So yeah. we, we just were like, okay, give us like, you know, a show or two so we can switch our branding and everything. And they said, that's fine. So, oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, it could definitely have been worse about that. So dude, I was, I was mostly bummed because the P- fans chanting PCW was like such a good chant, like after a spot. Yeah. And now, and yeah. now people chant like, you know, prestige clap, clap prestige, which is fine. Yeah. But it's like it took a while for that to catch on, and I was like, okay, finally something. Just, on. You, you should just change the initials to PWW. Just proceeds worldwide, dude. Like you know, proceeds I mean? worldwide. Like, just straight up go for it. Just, we've, I mean, I mean, Will Ferrell would probably commend you. You know what I mean? <laughs> we've wanted to do a Step Brothers rip, but I can never just figure out like how to do it. So Fair. we haven't done it Fair. yet. <laughs> yeah, you could do like a get my get my get your balls off my wrestling mat rip off you know what i mean <laughs> get your balls off. I, I i don't i don't know if we want to put some balls on some shirts but i'm not saying you have to put balls on the shirts willie but we could <laughs> it might make him sell a little faster. well so 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 you're loving doing this i'm assuming like i know you guys have been going for a while now but like i, I it's a love hate like dude i'm sure i'm sure you thought about quitting booking a million times no never you <laughs> but like but like but but as responsible like thought adults that think like anytime that we're like okay i can't just make a decision right now i'm gonna quit you know yeah you're yeah, like yeah. you're down and out and then the next day everything's better and you're like oh okay that was just me being a you know a little a little pussy in the moment but it's yeah um yeah dude i mean it is what it is you know like I don't know, man. I don't know, like, I get it. Like, I've I've definitely had that that thought train of like, why do I do this? You know, the money I've lost over the years, the disrespect from bands, occasionally my own scene. You know, right. the next the next promoter coming up that thinks he can do it better. You know, like it's it's tough, dude. But you know, and I still love what I do. And and before all this fucking Corona nonsense happened, it it was nice to be able to like, I was I you know it had taken me fourteen years, but I was finally starting to like pay some of my bills from doing it you know what i mean isn't it nice you're at that point though that you can like you you know where you stand if you get what i'm saying like like you can be a dick to someone when they're acting like idiots and like you know you're good at what you do like i I was finally in that swing of thing with prestige so that's another bummer that it's like you know we got to take a year off it's like i was finally like dude I, i don't care how new i am to this like we're yeah. drawing way more than everybody else. <laughs> exactly. Like you have a formula that works and like, you know, the people there's, there's especially in the music industry, but I'm obviously in wrestling, just from what I know from talking to you and like the handful of other people I know involved, like people, everyone's stuck to the old ways, right? Like there's no, you know, Dude. like when I see a new promoter that comes up for, for example, and I'm like, man, his shows are packed. Like, what is he doing different than what I'm doing? I try to go find out. I try to have a conversation with the person or like, I'll send somebody that works for you to go to his shows or like, you know, I'll ask some of the bands that play for him. Like, Hey, what do you like about playing for so-and-so over playing for pinup? You know? Cause like, that's the only reason I've been able to survive, you know, like I don't have enough. I'm not, I'm not loaded. I don't have enough money to open my own venue. So everything I'm, everything I'm doing is I have to rent out a space and use that space. You know, I have to use a pre-existing venue's room. So like, it's not like I just have a brand or a building I can fall back on and just, you know, kind of like, 
hey, it's all right. I'm fine. I, 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 I control the calendar, this, that, or the other thing. You know what I mean? It's like I, I'm still always having to learn to play well with other people. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I, I'm trying to adapt, and, and I try to stay doing that. You know what I mean? Because you got to, otherwise you fizzle uh, out. A lot of people stick to the old guard for some reason, even if it – isn't proven to be necessarily like the only successful way to do things. And the the thing that summarized it the best for me was uh, in Simon Grimm's seminar. um, And I, I don't wrestle, so I don't know like the intricacies of like how they do this move or anything, but Simon said, okay, so how do you throw an arm drag? And then everybody was like, you do it like this, you do it like this. And then Simon went, why? And then they said, well, that, that's how we were taught. And then he said, well, why though? Like, what is the reason you're doing your arm drag that way? It doesn't keep you any more safe. It doesn't hurt you more. And then so our champions, Tom Waller. Simon said, Tom is a UFC fighter. You think if Tom ever in a real fight was going to throw an arm drag, he would think about how to do the arm drag. You can do it however you do it. Like, just because it's been done this way the whole time, that's not the only way to do something. And that's something that wrestling is finally starting to adapt to like you know the old the, the old you have to shake everyone's hand and then like there's a there's a worker's handshake and not a worker's handshake of like if you if you shake their hand too stiff or whatever it's dude it's stupid it is all yeah. stupid and well, the generation is changing well and i think it's funny because i think that like the wrestling business and the metal or the music business like i feel like there's gatekeepers in both industries and that's like a lot of that shit seems to be changing and in, in in both of them, thank thank God, you yeah. know what I mean. Like I'm I'm I've been around long enough. Like I know a lot of the gatekeepers in the music business, and I know a lot of these young kids that are doing well and are coming up and doing things different and blowing the roof off place. You know, like Jake Round, the guy that runs Pure Noise Records. Like look at him, he's just some fucking dude from the Bay Area. Well, now he lives in L.A., but like he he took his all the money he had saved up in his young life and put out a story so far record, and like now it's taking him to the moon you know what i, I mean? think i think jake was one of the people that gave me one of my first contact sheets when i was a, a, a booking agent probably, i can't he remember probably. he's a great he's always been a great dude he's never like you know i i don't talk to him often he's but when i do he's receptive he answers whatever you know if i'm hitting him up for like a question or like a favor or like hey do you know somebody here or whatever like he's all he's never like above responding to somebody yeah you know, and that's yeah, that's how that's how it should be. And now look at him. You know, he's working with like all the top bands in our genre. When ten years ago, most of those people probably would have just laughed or been like, yeah. "Who are you?" You know, like yeah, he's he's probably doing really well. I mean, yeah, I remember like yeah, there was a time Pure Noise was like when they were just starting. It seemed like an attainable, easy, not easy to get on label, but like you know, a shy list was like, "Oh, we should try for Pure Noise because they had no bragging yeah. rights and they had all these bands." But now it's like Pure Noise is like killing it. It's, it's one of the the ones where it's like people dream to get on. Pure yeah, Noise exactly, <laughs> exactly. Which is like so crazy. So, but so like with prestige, like what what's your dream, Willie? Like where what do you like? Do you? I know you, you know you already you already you know let the chicken out of, out of the out of the coop so to speak and the fact that we were talking about possibly doing some stuff in california mm-hmm. like you know and you had wrestlemania events in florida so like you know are you trying to do more interstate like or you know multi-state stuff or yeah i want to run everywhere anthony has looked at venues in jersey and philly uh like i i would love to run in the midwest where there's not like many many good wrestling companies. I don't know. The Midwest has a lot, but there's certain areas that don't like Chicago and stuff has a ton of good wrestling, but I'm talking about like the, the dirty, like just middle of nowhere Midwest type areas. I want to try to St. Louis. 
St. Louis has some decent wrestling. I mean, St. Louis, we would get robbed. But I just had to take, yeah, I had to take the stab at Colin real quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, like that's cool. That's uh, dude. I dig that. I think I think it's possible. You guys have a great business model. I think it's good. I think it's I think it's rad. Um, what's like uh, so like say let's say someone watches this and they want to like get in the wrestling business. Like, what are the two like top tips you would give to someone? So I'm. I don't say I'm, don't 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 doesn't count. No, I'm not going to say that. But I, I I actually just said this the other day, and this is kind of cynical, uh, but it's true. If you don't know how to get in the wrestling business, you don't need to be a wrestler. I mean, it dude, it just means you don't have any you don't have any thinking skills to Google okay. wrestling schools in the state of Oregon or to read a book. Like you know, yeah. you get what I'm saying. It's like it's like when people are like, "Well, how do I start a band?" You just do it, man. Like you know, you there's no right way, there's no wrong way, there's no path. It's yeah. just you become a wrestler or you become a promoter. That's what I did. I literally started telling people I was a promoter, and then I started booking shows, and then I started telling people I'm a booking agent. I started messaging bands on MySpace and saying I'm a booking agent, and then you know that's when that. you're that's when you're like a joke, and people are like blah blah blah. But the people that are good at it figure it out. And it's like, I figured it out. (laughs) Well, like, I mean, I I mean, it's like funny because I know we've talked like in our group, in the group chats and one-on-one and, you know, Mm -hmm. you've even said things or like you've commented when I, you know, I've been doing some like flashback Friday, like real old like show flyers lately. And you've been saying like, oh man, I remember like when I first started, I would see all your old like arsenic and pinup flyers and be like, Mm -hmm. oh, I hope I can do shit like this one day. But you know what? It's like, you did a good job because I always saw what you were working on up there. Like, Still to this day, when people are like, who should I hit up to like book my shows up there? It's like hard for me to not say your name because like you yeah. did it for so long and you were good at it. You know what I mean? Um, so and what's, what's, what's the second bit of advice you would give? So here's more cynical than on the same note, but the, I, I'm stealing this from Simon Graham as well. And that's don't take advice. When everybody, whenever anybody asks him what his best advice is, it's don't take advice. And it's because everybody's going to give you their thoughts. You can take educated, educated words of encouragement and ideas and tweak it in your own way. Yeah. But nobody's going to be able to get you there but yourself, you know, like that everybody's going to think their way is right, but they're wrong. <laughs> like if yeah. you're there, that's all that matters. If you're, if you are, at, if you are at the show and doing it and you are in that match, that's all that counts. Yeah. So put it, so what you're saying is put it in the work. It's just like being in a band, put yeah, it in the work, work, build your brand, like execute. Well, yeah, yeah. like being be intelligent. Like it, well, I'm not intelligent. <laughs> I'm doing this with you. But I'm saying that there's probably been people that say you're doing this wrong or like you send a deal and the, the agent goes, man, that deals way too little. And you're intelligent enough to go, well, you're psycho. I'm not taking the show. And then they come back and go, all right, we'll take it. And then you're like, okay. Fair. fair. No, that's a, you know, you're not wrong. That's a, that's a great point. Yeah. Like just, just know, know what you're doing, man. Like. You know, you know, I've had people legit be like, "Oh, your VIP packages are a hundred bucks." Like they, they they get mad about that, and I'm like, "Dude, like you get to meet twenty wrestlers for that price. Like, what what do you know? Like, I I don't know. Just don't be don't be concerned with the thoughts of people that don't necessarily matter and don't hold any bearing over yeah. what you do. You know, like, yeah. and I and I'm like point blank. The only 
And I, I, every wrestler that gets it understands that, like, the only people that they need to care to impress at my shows is me. Like, if I am happy with it, that's all that matters. Because they're going to keep getting paid by me and they're going to keep getting booked. Like, of course, if you're out there working a legend, you want that legend to be like, okay, like, you were good. But, yeah. like, if that legend wants to say he's bad, but the dude did exactly what I said and did everything, that's all that matters. And that's, that's yeah. the same way with anything. Just, just only listen and take advice take words from the people that matter. Like just, yeah. well, and especially in wrestling, I feel, well, I mean, I feel like wrestling and music right now, both like there's new people proving that things can be done new ways all the time. You know, everybody on paper was like, you know, they'll never pull off AEW. It'll never happen. You know what I mean? And now look at it. It's like, yeah. you know, granted that like, I don't, I, I don't know how the ratings compare up to like raw and SmackDown, but I know like they're beating NXT in the ratings and that's their direct competition. You know, as far as yeah, like talent, that, talent level and room size and shit like that, you know? That's good. Um, I don't think... I think it's going to be a long time before AEW can legitimately compete with WWE. Just because yeah. it's like... And, and I'm not using this negatively. It's just the only thing I can think of. It's like, it's the sheep mindset of like, you've watched WWE for so long. Like, WWE is going to stay on top for a long time. Until, like, yeah. it's just groundbreaking moment after groundbreaking moment with AEW. It's going to take a long time. You know? Well, they need, they need to connect with the casual wrestling fan more because they, right now they have the hardcore audience. You know, they have the people that have gotten bored of WWE, mm. but like the people that like the cheese, like see my problem is I love the cheese ball stuff. So mm. like that Boneyard match that they did. I, I loved it. it. Dude, I loved it. I was like fucking edge of my seat. This is so fucking sick. And I go on the internet and everyone's just ripping it apart. And I was like, I, I loved care. it. I thought did you watch Money in the Bank? I j- literally just finished watching it this morning before I got on the call with you, dude. The the, the ladder matches the ladder matches were great, dude. Great, like like I wish there was a little bit more ladder. Okay, I will <laughs> yeah. say that there wasn't any good ladder spots, but like even like uh, WrestleMania, like the Edge and Randy Orton, like the was it was that a no holds barred last man standing? Last man standing. Sorry, yeah, like that they're in they're in the fucking. The workout center there there and like i'm loving that whole like using that the building because i used to love they the, need to do i would like, back, back in the day hardcore. You know, like, like the hardcore yeah like the hardcore matches were like dude they're like you know oh here's you know when that when uh what's this fuck got fucking pinned underneath the fucking forklift when fucking you know stone cold and mankind would go fight in the boiler room like yeah. where are those segments now yeah. you know what i mean like the and so it's like yeah okay yeah you're in an office building but like it was still badass, and like that segment with with Debray and AJ, where they like bust into Vince's office and they get, uh-huh. get scared. I thought that was fucking hilarious. I, I you know? when they announced when they announced how they were gonna do it, I like told my girlfriend how excited I am. Like I would not have watched Money in the Bank had they not. Done oh, it oh this way. that's the one pay per view a year. I literally will watch Money in the Bank over Royal Rumble. It's the one pay per view every year. I always watch. I don't know why. I can't watch it without the crowd. I didn't even watch WrestleMania. I watched the Boneyard match and I watched the John Cena Bray Wyatt match, which was it. incredible. Also, which they were both the only they were both yeah. were great. I just dude, I can't get into it, man, because from my side of like knowing somewhat how matches are put together and all that, without the crowd, the pacing is so weird and so different than the crowd. Yeah. They're wrestling totally different matches, yeah. so like I'm, I'm watching it different, and it's like because because when you're wa- when when a wrestler's wrestling, they are planning for the spots of when the crowd's going to react. Like they, yeah. that's how they pace their match. And one of the funniest stories I've ever been told that I didn't know he did this. 
the rock when he calls a max backstage he'll be like all right so i give you you know i give you punch punch you go down i give you ddt the crowd rocky rock like he's <laughs> he will like plan where the chants are gonna be and then the thing that i thought was even funnier because they're big stars but they're not the rock the young bucks plan their matches that way too the young bucks will when they're planning their match will be like yeah the crowd's chanting young bucks right here and <laughs> Oh, that's it's just, I never would have thought of that. I that's 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 crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. So that for me, it changes wait, the pacing of wait, the match. Wait, the matches are planned. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're planned. Come on, don't tell anybody, dude. K favorite. <laughs> I know. Sorry, sorry. Well, you're just you are the Grinch of wrestling. You're just trying to spoil it for all of us, ruin it for all of us real fans, Willie. Dude, when I when I was like first like running wrestling shows, like the first two or three shows, I was so worried about like being that guy of like, do I speak on this? Like when I would do podcasts, do I mention oh, this? Yeah. Do I do that? Now I'm just like, dude, I own the company. Like I will talk about what I want yeah. to talk about, and we all know it's fake. Well, it's even like it's even like like something just popped up like earlier this week where like somebody called some some person on some other podcast or or you know one of those like. I was well, mad for the same reason you are mad about things, though. Well, it, it was I was, when he I was thing, mad. Right? Well, well, yeah, no, but he said, no, I got something popped up on my Twitter feed. Like they used, I don't like using the word retard in a derogatory. He said way. retard. That's why I was mad. Yeah, I, he, I, yeah, he was like, he was like, he was like, he was like, if you, he's like, if you're still supporting fake wrestling in 2020, like you're a retard or like something like that. And it's so, like, dude. Uh, and like all the Twitter, th- like I found the Twitter thread of people directly responding to the dude. And they're like, dude, if you don't think that people in 2020 realize that this is fake, like you're stupid because but, we all know, but we still all love it. Who cares? I, I was the one that like, but like the thing that I brought up is like, I'm not mad or nobody should be mad that he's calling wrestling fake. People should be mad that he's trying to belittle mentally handicapped people and trying to say that the Special Olympics are less than because he said wrestling is like going to watch the Special Olympics is what he said. And I'm just like, dude, I don't know much about it, but I've seen like some training videos and I think they're like all pretty good athletes in the Special Olympics. Definitely better athletes than we are. And oh, then I'm like, sure. yeah, like yeah, so... Yeah. I think people's battles with that guy were all wrong. Like it's not a, I don't care. If they called it fake. It's that he's an yeah. idiot and is trying to belittle people. But yeah. well, yeah, he's belittling multiple groups of people using a word that's archaic and, and mm-hmm. old fashioned and should not be used anymore. And on top of that, it's like, like, like I said, my earlier point, like, dude, like let people do what they want. Like who, like, yeah, I know. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, turning 34 at the end of the month and I still get people that are like, Oh, you still watch wrestling. They like <laughs> judge me or they're like, don't they're like, is it really fake? And I'm like, you're an adult and you, you still haven't figured, like, I understand yeah. you don't watch it at all, but it's like, you, you have to ask me if it's actually fake. Do the thing that made, the thing that people are, are more like, idi- the thing that's more idiotic is that there's legitimately people out there that will be like, Oh, but they know how to fall. What, what do you mean they know how to fall? What What does that mean somebody knows how to fall? Falling hurts. Like, my wrestling ring hurts. I took one bump one time. I just fell flat on my back. And I was like, nope, never again. Like, it, it's not It's yeah. not easy. Like, um, I don't know, man. It, I saw a tweet, too, that was funny about the dude, the comedian calling wrestling fake. Uh, they pointed out, like, hey, you guys know stand-up comedy is fake, right? Like, 
those scenarios probably didn't happen to that guy. Like he's just telling stories that he's made up acting like it happened to him. Like it's the same thing. Everything's movies are fake. Like, yeah, no, exactly. Like I think that I think that dude's an idiot. I hope, I hope he, he has some bad karma hip coming his way. That's all I have to say about that. What what do you mean? Death core bands don't really kill women. Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Like, Wait, you mean you mean the the skinny little singer from Elysia didn't really dig a ditch and bury that girl? <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. He he didn't put his thumbs in someone's eyes and not stop pushing. Like, yeah. how is he not in prison? <laughs> a dude, right? Uh, real Good quick, Lord. when 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 uh, I toured through there with Moreau and Leaders, were were you there? You were the promoter, right? Uh, yes. You played the church, the refuge. Yeah. Were you at the show or no? Yeah, I was there. So we did meet. Yes. Do you remember meeting me? No. I think I remember meeting you because I knew what you looked like before. Like I went to your Facebook page. Yeah, or maybe right. I just had assumptions on what all concert promoters look well, like. I knew just the fat guys. dudes with beards. <laughs> yeah. I knew the Moreau guys like a little bit, but leaders were like, you know, some of the best dudes around. Yeah. So. Good band. Great band. Great dudes. But yeah, but well, anyways, all right, Willie, we got a few things and then we're going to wrap this up. All right. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Hit me with it. What's your favorite color? I don't have favorite colors. I think it's a weird uh, thing to have a favorite color. I mean, I like wearing black because black is slimming, but like, okay. I, don't, I don't know. It's just like, there's too many good things. Like I don't have a favorite food. I don't have a favorite movie. I don't have a favorite band. Like kiss is my favorite band of all time, but it's like, I don't listen to kiss every single day. Um, but yeah, I don't, I think choosing favorites is odd because there's so much good stuff in the world. My next thing I was going to ask you was food. So you really shot that way. I end this show in the foot. I really like stereotypical. What are your, three, your top three things to eat. I really like stereotypical, like big boy foods. Like at, at any time it could go between like, you know, burritos, pizza, cheeseburgers, like stuff like that. But I also really like, like Mongolian food is great. Uh, chick, chicken overall is great. <laughs> There's a child busting in my room. It's all right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, food in general is good. I don't drink energy drinks anymore. Okay. I used to love energy drinks. I would have put that on there. Yeah, I'm very, very, very minor on those these days because those big boys are hard. Can't take it, you know? I haven't had any in two months, but I used to have like two a day, like two 20-ounce Red Bulls a day for like three months. I, just, I had a heart attack just thinking about that, dude. Yeah, I'm going to have a heart attack right now thinking about it. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, okay. Usually I ask a question about like up and coming music or bands or like, have you, have you heard any new music that just like knocked your socks off lately? I heard Poppy for the first time and I really like Poppy. Um, do you know who Poppy is? Yes. Uh, so I like Poppy. Um, I listened to the song No Vaseline by Ice Cube for the first time. That's a good song. It's the diss track on NWA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, because I said that I think the hardest hip-hop song of all time is Natural Born Killers by Dr. Dre and Ice Cube. But uh, a lot of people think No Vaseline is. It, no Vaseline is not. It doesn't even touch Natural Born Killers. Uh, Natural Born Killers is what New Jack came out to in ECW. Yeah, I remember. And, yeah, and that, that, like that image of that with that song is just like, oh, New Jack is just fucking dudes up to yeah. a the Ice Cube song. Like, um, But new bands... Yeah, Poppy's not really new. I mean, she's obviously very big. Yeah, but it's just so new it's, to you. It's new to you. We're talking about you, brother. 
Yeah, I'm trying. I don't, I, dude. I'm cynical, man. It's it's hard to get into stuff just because I've seen and heard so much. You know, like oh, I know. I've been listening to all of this forever. Like, like I was, I was listening to all these deathcore bands when they were coming out. Like you were, you know. Like I was listening to Oceano when they were coming out. Like, yeah. Well, um, I remember when it wasn't even called deathcore. It was just like they were. It was just metalcore bands, and they just happened to sometimes tour with death metal bands. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like and it when, was, you know. Animosity, invocation of was it Neek or Nehemiah or whatever the hell the band was like, you know the final burden like, you know Glass Casket. We had all these bands that they were like, are they tech metal? Are they death metal? Are they metalcore band? Like Animosity and, was a band that was slightly before my time to like, yeah. and it's because uh, they were too techy and deathy for me. I feel like too, mm-hmm. when because I was really young, so I was really into like Carnifex and like more of the slammier breakdown type bands. Um, but as I've gotten older, animosity is sick. Yeah. That's a band that needs to come back. Yes. You should do it. Let's not talk about that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a sensitive subject. Um, subject. Alright. Uh, so I got two questions for you and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Okay. Uh, who is, in your opinion, is the best up and coming non AEW or WWE wrestler right now? Doesn't have to necessarily be up and coming. But like, who's the who's like the most maybe the most underappreciated because they're not in one of those companies, you know? There's a lot of guys. It, it's the same way that you would have a lot of bands you'd probably want to list. I who's, think, who's like the first one off the top of your head, though? You know what I mean? Uh, I'm a really big fan of this guy Tony Deppin. Um, he just popped into my head. He's from the East Coast, and he, he was on one of my shows. He's incredible. Um, yeah, let's go with Tony Deppin for now because I was watching. I loved his matches last night, and they're really good. But like, I mean, that goes twenty. There's twenty or thirty wrestlers I could yeah. put in that spot. Well, yeah, give fair, them fair, fair. So, I think my favorite wrestler of all time, CM Punk, um, and that's just because like like most people our age and from our scene, the thing that got me back into wrestling was that pipe bomb promo that he did. Yeah. Um, and it's not like I fell out of wrestling. I just stopped watching current wrestling. Yeah. And then he did that promo, and I was like, I'll start watching current wrestling again. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. been non He, he did give us a nice rebirth. He did give it that, I will say. Yeah, because it's like a straight-edge dude that like wears H2O hoodies and stuff. Yeah. It's like, all right. Um, I, I have to ask. This is just a personal between you and me question out of curiosity. Who is the best tag team on the face of the planet, in your opinion, right now? God, I always go to the Young Bucks, but that's so cliche. I think the Young Bucks are so underappreciated in the sense that, like, they're overappreciated by a lot of people. But yeah. I think a lot of traditionalists don't think they're as good as they actually are. A lot of people are like, oh, they can't sell. They can't do this. They can do anything, man. They're just a matter of what they want to do. They're phenomenal. Yeah, they're so freaking good. Uh, so I'd probably go the Young Bucks or. Young, let's just go Young Bucks. Okay. I think I think one of the I think Kenny Omega is one of the best wrestlers in the world right now too. I think one yeah. of the best of all time is Chris Jericho too. Oh well, that's like eight, goat. That yeah. don't even count, dude. Like, if there was a Mount Rushmore of wrestling, it would be Chris Jericho, The Rock, Stone Cold, and Cesaro, bro. Like that's it, dude. Like I got I gotta go Jericho, Shawn Michaels, uh, Stone Cold, and. <sighs> Probably The Rock, and, and it's not. I, I think The Rock is a a pretty. He's a pretty big second to Stone Cold, but that's only because Stone Cold made so much money and was so good. 
Yeah. Uh, but like I've said, The Rock wouldn't have existed without Stone Cold, and Stone Cold wouldn't have existed without The Rock. Yeah. Well, I think I think Stone Cold is Stone Cold is was the better wrestler. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to Rocky being a third generation, but like I Rock, no one will ever be as entertaining. Like when he hits his move, he's the like, man. The only thing that the that the Rock gets beat at is selling, and Chris Jericho will always be the best seller. Period, in my opinion. Dolph Ziggler. Okay, well, I mean... Dude looks like he got shot when he just... Like, you could punch him and he looks like he's dead. Also, go back and watch Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker from Bad Blood 97 in the Hell in a Cell. That match is just nuts. It's That match is literally... The whole match is cat and mouse. It's just... It's just Shawn Michaels trying to figure out how to get away from the Undertaker. And Undertaker's just toying with him. And then Shawn Michaels wins because Kane shows up. So... Fair, fair. All right, Word. Well, uh, Willie, we are about out of time, so thank you for joining me. I appreciate you, my dude. Everybody, uh, if you want to check out Willie's old bands, uh, I'll have them included in the link of the video. Shilas, Metalcore, Z- uh, Zero, uh, just like nasty, like heavy, almost beat down, but not quite deathcore, like a little, little bit of both. Real sick. A couple of the extortionist dudes were also in that. Um, check that out. Uh, Willie, where can we find Prestige? wrestling where and how tell us right now uh prestige wrestling.net and then wrestle prestige on everything else like instagram twitter facebook perfect. so and yeah uh perfect timing because my phone's got like point four, like four percent battery life so we oh, gotta shit. wrap it up joel well, perfect willie thanks for being a guest everybody thanks for watching uh don't forget to click subscribe check it out buy some prestige wrestling merch because uh they just lost their ability to do everything for the rest of the year as you heard earlier uh i am your host at joel cupcake this has been my friend william quintana unedited good night